0: Welcome to Engaged Company Culture, a podcast directed at you, helping you to stop the employee exodus in your organization. This podcast has three different types of episodes. First, you have tips, tricks, observations, stories, research from me, Dr. Katherine Weiberg of Profitable Alignment. Second, interviews with other consultants, other coaches who are here to serve you so you can learn other tips and tricks to engaging your employees, to stop the employee exodus, to consciously create and continue a company culture where people want to be and where they encourage other people to come to work and to become your customers. Third, I interview other business leaders who have engaged company cultures and want to share their stories. You might learn from them how they have applied principles of company culture to increase their employee retention, increase their profits, increase their productivity, and increase everyone's job satisfaction. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast of Engaged Company Culture. I am excited for this episode to interview Todd Kukan, who is on a mission to revolutionize company culture and leadership. Obviously, a man after my own heart. Todd's work experiences, both positive and negative, led him to a full-time solopreneurship, To work with companies to bring meaningful employee engagement to the workplace again a man after my own heart meaningful employee engagement he is a certified maxwell leadership speaker coach and trainer todd also is disc and dei certified if you're not familiar with those disc is a fantastic personality profile that can give you a lot of insight into yourself and your team it's a great snapshot and DEI everybody I think knows about that right now Todd welcome so welcome to the show
1: well it, it feels like coming home Dr. Catherine with company culture is such a common theme between the two of us I'm really looking forward to it
0: thank you I am excited we definitely have some some synergy of thought I think it's wonderful I'd like to start out with, you talked about, you want to revolutionize company culture. So the first question that I want to ask you is, how have you changed, created, maintained, or sustained your company culture? If you're out to revolutionize it, there's a story.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, the thing in my last job, uh, my last uh, work job, so to speak, uh, before I became a solopreneur, I was heading up a chamber of commerce. And all my whole life being an I personality style you mentioned the disc assessment being an I personality style people I think you have to have fun in the workplace you need to have fun in the workplace you need to have fun you need to dream big and you need to get stuff done now usually I put a different s-word in there for stuff but uh th- those are the those are the three key elements and that's what I did, did at our workplace you know let, let people leave a half hour early if their son or daughter's in a volleyball game or a musical con- uh, concert, whatever the case might be. We did some volunteering in the community. We cooked lunches for each other and just creating that environment because, you know, not too many years ago, people would walk in, punch the clock, leave their life at the clock, go in and work and then punch again and go home and leave their work at uh, at work rather than take. And it's, it's not that simple. And it's not as simple as a work-life balance either. We've got many factors. So, Company mm-hmm. culture has been important to me, and it's impacted me and my, my jobs as, as well. So it's, it just was a natural for me to, to jump in and, and try to help people uh, improve their cultures.
0: That is so perfect. I, I love how you described the culture at the chamber that you made sure to encourage, that people could have, instead of work-life balance, you provided work-life harmony so that they could leave early if they needed to. You could enjoy each other's company in addition to being at work. You could incorporate everything. Now, for those who don't know what DISC stands for, you mentioned you are an I personality style. What does the I mean?
1: The I is influencing. That's one of the words that that the I means. The D is typically a more dominant style. The S is a, a steady steady team player kind of style. The C is a conscientious style. So all of us have a little bit of each, but we all have a predominant style. My predominant style happens to be I. I've got a little S and C in there. And the opposite of me is the C personality style. So as you start learning about yourself, first of all, as you said at the beginning, and then begin to work from the inside out to your teammates, using something like a disc assessment is, and the other thing that's great about it is it's not your boss, your supervisor, your your spouse, your partner telling you who you are. it's you telling who you are through this through this assessment through this tool. so it's very it's like a third party assessment. and then from there you can work and figure out ways that you can each improve your communication styles based on who you are. it's not it's not about changing your style. it's about flexing or adapting or understanding, appreciating each other's styles to create a more uh, engaged workplace.
0: Excellent. thank you. I, I love that you talked about appreciating and engaging your own style and understanding other people's styles. The first time that I took a DISC assessment was in my bachelor's degree in 2000, I graduated in 2001. I had never heard of DISC before then. I was a high D, high C. So high dominant, high conscientious. It was called a creative personality. I had never thought of myself as a creative personality, but just like you said, it is self-reported. So what shows up on the graph and what shows up as a result is because this, these are the ways that I view myself. But having that insight helped me see myself in a new light. It reframed my whole self-perception because I had thought that creative meant A visual artist or a performer and those didn't match me I looked at it and I thought okay this says that I'm creative and I completed this nobody else did so how am I creative it reframed my whole perspective so that I realized that for me I was creative at the time in spreadsheets and in databases and in how to make the systems work and how to put the processes together, that gave me a whole new insight to creativity. Totally changed my perspective.
1: Yeah, it sure does. And the other thing too is we need each other's styles. As an I, I need D, s's and C's around me because that one of the things in the I style is we love to we're, we love to get things going. We're really excited. Let's do this, let's take after it. And then pretty soon, our, our interest kind of wanes. So we need the S's and C's and D's to keep those projects going so they don't fall by the wayside. You know, we'll have a lot of parties and lunches. We do get some work done. But, you know, or the other folks, like you said, the C's, they're going to put spreadsheets and data together and make it happen. So I soon appreciated that, that is, you know, that that difference is a great difference to have. I talk a lot about differences make us better in the workplace. It's not only racially, ethnically, generationally, but also with our styles that we have, our behavior and personality styles. As long as we understand our own and then respect others, that's the critical element.
0: I completely agree. I like helping people identify the diversity within themselves. Right. And then the diversity, the individual diversity within their team. So just like you're saying, it can be the personality. It can It can be a racial background, it can be a culture background, it can be an education background, it doesn't have to be. It can simply be, oh, I really love gardening outside of of work and it's because it does this and this and this, so maybe how can I bring my love of gardening and the results there, how can I show similar results at work? Or, I love dancing because it's movement, for example. You know, it's my favorite exercise. Okay, so how can I incorporate movement into what I'm doing at work? Does that help me remember things by making it kinesthetic somehow? And how can I lend these skills to somebody else? How can I lend these strengths to somebody else? Just like you said, we need everybody. We can't have. All influencers, because eventually we'll either influence each other into 20,000 rabbit holes, or we run out of people to influence.:
1: Exactly. Well, I think <laughs> another, another element too to this. You're, I really love the way you shared that. And another element too, is I was doing a, a workshop with a group of about 20 upper level uh, executives in an organization, digital manufacturing company. And we were going around the table kind of sharing the styles and, and, and some of that. And this one gentleman said, you know, he said, when I was a young kid, I was I was bullied and it was it was a tough life for me. And um, I thought, wow, we, I mean, first of all, what an incredible thing to share in a workforce with your peers and your boss sitting there. So so that was that was great in and of itself. But then he went on to say, now I had better understand other people in the workplace who are deep personality styles. They're not bullying me. It's their style. They're just they're just more driven, a little more dominant, maybe uh-huh. maybe overly assertive or or almost aggressive. But it's not it's not directed at me. It's their style and it's who they are. And now I need to take my style and figure out how can we capture that together and really even elevate things further. So I thought that was just a great again like a great epiphany for that gentleman. And the rest of the people in the room were kind of like shaking their head. And it was a moment where everybody kind of understood. Oh, this is what these disc assessments are about. Is really understanding appreciating and respecting each other
0: exactly exactly that's what I love about all types of assessments you get a snapshot of yourself and it can change I took a a disc a few years ago and I think I was high eye all of a sudden it's really not all of a sudden it's been 20 years but (laughs) it's because I've chosen some different things I've Chosen to take my personality different ways, I'm also in a completely different life stage right. and in different pursuits. And so things have changed, but it's really fun to compare and say, ah, do I like who I've become? In my case, yes. <laughs> if if you look at it and say, I don't like who I've become, I like who this was better, then it gives you the opportunity to say, oh, well, then maybe I can make some of these changes. And maybe I can look at other people who are high in this personality that I used to have that I like, and maybe I can mimic them in a couple of things or model after them. So not necessarily mimic, but I can model some things. Maybe they can mentor me in some different things so that I can get that mindset back. And in the meantime, what do I like about who I've become and how can I lend that out?
1: And it it all starts with that self-awareness of taking a simple 15-minute assessment. You Mm -hmm. know, people say, well, these can't be right. Well, you know, 999,999 out of a million times are right. I had one friend who said, Todd, when I read it, it wasn't at all like me. And I gave it to my wife and she read it and she goes, oh, Gordon, this is just like you. So sometimes people don't want to accept the fact that it is who they are, but it is who you are. And then it's It's a very accurate tool. Sometimes there's a few little things in there, but yeah. And then again, understanding, you know, like it's like on the airplane, you you have to put your oxygen mask on first in an emergency, same thing. You need to understand yourself first before you can really reach out and help others. And and that's such an important part of the journey. And then, as you've mentioned too, Dr. Catherine, your experiences along the way may change your style. Your style Mm -hmm. doesn't change monthly or probably even yearly, but every, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years. It can certainly change based on experiences that you've had that have impacted you in your life.
0: Exactly. And that can be so much fun. And to, and to chart your journey, Can I, for me, that is enjoyable. Charting my journey and then looking at it in a new light and then deciding, okay, so if I reframe it this way and now I see it in, in this way that's so different, like your gentleman who, who was bullied and okay. then discovered, oh, well, maybe maybe they didn't mean to bully or at least these ones don't. They right. might have meant to, but these people don't mean to bully. They're just dominant, but you can reframe that and look at it and say, ah, look at it in a new light. So based on that, how do I want to rewrite my reaction? How do I want to rewrite how I view status quo? And then how can we together redesign where we want to go from here.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. And I, I've done these uh, I've done these disc workshops with uh, a p- group of police officers. I've done them with, uh, you know, manufacturing. I've done them in a variety of settings and it's, it's, it's just, they, they work in, in every setting too. It's not like a certain group of people. It's only effective. And then there are some people I haven't done this yet, but have done this in, in families or, or in church groups too, because we're all different styles And I really Mm -hmm. think what it comes down to with culture and engagement is it's the personality of the people. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, human resources or sales or this problem or that problem or the weather or whatever the case. It's all these different personalities because we're all different in so many ways. And how do we get them to best work together? And when you have a tool like this to to utilize, you know, I wish more businesses would utilize something like that so they can make some steps. And it's, it's really it's been fun to watch in a lot of different businesses.
0: So what has been your favorite part of your Thank you for listening to or viewing today's Engaged Company Culture episode. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned something and have something that you can apply today to engage your company culture and encourage your employees to enjoy work. Looking forward to Mondays instead of only looking forward to Fridays. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone else you know. Also, like and subscribe to Engaged Company Culture anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you and have a wonderful day.